glad you could join us this morning on 10 Minutes in the Field. My name is David. Each one of us has been called to a field, whether it be a teenager, a father, a mother, a youth leader, or if you simply consider yourself a regular Christian. Our field is the world we live in. For each one's field, the challenges are different, but the expectations are the same, to bring glory to God. This morning, I pray that you'll be encouraged as we look at the scriptures together. Most of sin and temptations have an underlying desire of the here and now. We want it right here and right now. This is the instance of all other worldviews. Listen now to part two of secularism versus the biblical worldview as we define secularism. Why do we do the things that we do? If you backtrack in that process, it goes back to how I view the world. How I view the world is informed by what I believe. And here is another one that we've had. Beauty lies in the eyes of who? Of the beholder. And so the world begins to define their own truth based on who? On the subject. And then humanism is simply saying, we humans are the ones who decide. No God decides that for us. And in scientism is saying facts will determine what truth is. If it is not scientifically proven, it is not what? Truth. And then someone said, even that statement, if it is not scientifically proven, it's not truth, is not scientifically what? Proven. Because scientists still go back and say, we made a mistake. Now something else has been discovered. I'll give you an example. Scientists today will tell you how old an object is by a process called carbon dating. Okay? And they look at the rock and say, this rock is billions of years. And yet we know that the world can only be a couple of thousands of what? Of years. But let's take, for example, a scientist and take them back to the wedding at Canaan and ask them to carbon date for us that wine. How old is that wine that Jesus turned from what? From water. They'll carbon date the wine and say, this wine has been here for the last three years. Yet that day a miracle did what? Happened. And so science cannot prove what truth is. Now, all of that sums up for us what secularism is. So I want to look at how the world views their world and how we Christians ought to do what? To view the world. And so we are now narrowing it down to two major views. Secularism, which is a combination of all the others that I've just looked at, and then eventually Christianity. Secularism in summary, is simply referring to the here and what? And now. Okay? Two words that make up that word secularism. The first one is seculum. You have that in your notes. Seculum is referring to the world as what? As time. In terms of time. What does that mean? I'll give an example. Remember when Christ was referring, I think, to the Jews who asked for a sign? And he said, this generation asks for, for a sign. But the only sign that will be given to them is what? The sign of who? Of Jonah. His death and what? And resurrection is the only sign that will be given to them. That generation witnessed the death and resurrection of Christ. We haven't witnessed that. Are we together? And so someone can ask you, what world do you come from? Because the way you're dressed, you're dressed like the 19 what? 1920s. That's the world in terms of the world you come from. You come from a different part of the timeline. Are we together? So someone can use that word circulum in terms of world to mean what point do you come from? And then some of us dress up like we are from the future. That's our world. There's another word, and, and, and that is addressed also in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the what? 
In the beginning, God did what? Created the heavens and the what? And the earth. There's that world in terms of time. The next world you have there is called Mundus. Looking at the world in terms of what? The world as space. God created the heavens and the what? And the earth. And someone asks, what world do you come from? And all they are referring to is a geographical location. Are we together? Some of us dress like Americans. And if you look at us, we are from America. America, America. I first had someone. <laughs> the accent just got spoiled. They are from America. While others, in terms of the way we are dressed, we are dressed like the Maasai from Kenya, Kisumu. From Kisumu. In terms of geographical location, in reference to the world. And those two words combined is what gives us the actual word secular in reference to, what did we say the summary was? Here and, and now. Are we together? So the view of secularism is in reference to where you live in terms of location. Where you live determines what truth is. Where you live determines how you view the world and what your values are. And the time that you're doing what? that you're living in. Are we together? And so, someone would say, ah, our grandfathers used to do it this way, but today this is modern. We are in the modern what? Era. And so, we are living our world differently. What happens? We forsake all our grandfather's values. Because right now, it's a different era. And so whatever our grandfathers lived may have been the truth, but today we don't consider it to be truth because it's ancient. It's ancient. You try to do ministry and you'll be reminded, even in Rwanda, they will tell you, in Rwanda, we don't do things like that. So if they're done differently in Uganda and differently in Uganda, in Rwanda, what is truth? Because truth should be the same in Uganda and in what? And in Rwanda. And so people begin to value truth, determine truth based on, on location. He created the heaven and the earth. He created the space in time. We believe in a being that is beyond and not limited to what? To time and, and space. Now we're bringing in God in the picture and we are saying we cannot begin to define truth based on time and space because God is not limited by time and what? And space. He literally created time. Because before the beginning was, he was. Before we began the timeline, he said, oh, the year number one, he created the sun and the moon to determine day and what? And night. So we cannot now, we human beings who have come after, begin to disregard his truth and begin to say, we are the ones who define what? Who define truth now? Based on what? The here and the what? And the now. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. So next time you have a decision to make, remember, it has eternal consequences and significance. To remember that, you need to know and consider how do you view the world? Do you view it as a here and now? Store up treasures where moth and rust cannot do what? Cannot do what? Cannot destroy. In 1 Corinthians 15, 32, he says, What do I gain if, humanly speaking, I fought with beasts at Ephesus? And then he says at the end of that question, he says, If the dead are not raised, if the dead are not what? Raised, and he quotes a phrase and he says, Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we do what? We die. Now we are saying, if our time ends at death, and that's the way we view the world, we can as well eat and drink, for tomorrow we do what? 
It is meaningless if the dead are not raised to, to life. So the way Christianity views time is in relation to what? Eternity. It doesn't stop now. It doesn't stop here. It doesn't stop here. And then the last part there that you have in the word secularism is the word ism, which is simply a way of thinking and a worldview. And so if your worldview and way of thinking is for here and now, that right there is what? Secularism. No wonder Pepsi does what? Let us know every day we must live for. We must live for? Live for now. Pepsi is telling you live for now. You may be broke, but live for now. Just one more Pepsi. Enjoy life now. For tomorrow you do what? The next phrase there says YOLO. The next one. You only live what? That's another phrase. You only live once. Enjoy life. You only live once. You only live. These are voices that the world is singing at us every day. The next one I want you to look at is a picture. I hope it is a picture. Next. A picture I took from Japan there. I referred to this picture on Wednesday during chapel here. And I shared with the young people, I told them I was waiting at the, at the Makandra stage for a border border. You know that dust? You know the dust? If you have a car, you only hear of the dust. Thank you for listening to 10 Minutes in the Field. Next week, we shall begin to see a contrast between secularism and the biblical worldview. I'll begin by telling you a story of my recent border border encounters. But before you go, kindly pray for Irene, Olivier, Florence, Angelita, and Charles. These are members of Team Rwanda that are working so hard to reach the youth. Pray for God to provide for our ministry needs. To support the ministry of Rwanda, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Thank you and hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.